Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up and welcome to Believe in High School Basketball. I'm your host, Bryce Ronquillo. So thankful, so grateful to be on air. Thank you for joining me. Believe in High School Basketball is proud to be a part of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals and the number one network in Los Angeles for sports podcasts. Let's get it. Episode 10 coming your way. A number of tournaments and shootouts were on display this past weekend. A couple most notably was the NIBC Invitational and the Battle in Fort Worth, Texas. I tuned into the Battle on FS1, saw some great basketball, so I'm going to give you a breakdown of what I saw today. That will be today's episode, but before we do that, help your boy out. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. It'll notify you whenever there's a new episode. And if you think the show is dope, rate five stars and leave a review. So, it was nice to watch some competitive high school hoops this past weekend. And there's a lot to tune into. NFL wildcard, NBA, college. But the preps hoop scene did not disappoint this past weekend. We had uh, two matchups. We had high school of Louisville versus John Paul II. And we had uh, Yipsy Prep versus Air NATO. Like I said, both those games were airing on FS1. I got to tune into both of them, and we're going to give you the breakdown today. Um, first of all, sorry this episode is coming out a bit late. It was a little bit of a rough weekend. I started a new job, like I said, changing up the schedule, trying to get things settled in, but I want to make sure you guys get your your high school hoops fix. And so we're getting the the podcast going today. And like I said, I watched the battle this past weekend on FS1, and it did not disappoint. I'm going to break down those two games for you guys. And starting off with the high school of Louisville versus John Paul II. John Paul II won in overtime in this game. Both games went to overtime. Both games were really awesome games. We had multiple D1 stars on on the court for both games and some really good prospects. And I can't wait to break it down for you guys because there were some really good hoops on display. Uh, this was a Texas matchup, in-state matchup, high school, Louisville, John Paul II. I turned in. I tuned in during the second half, and John Paul II had a very comfortable lead. Jalen Tyson, who is the Texas Tech commit, had a phenomenal first half. I got to see some of the highlights of that, and he was doing amazing. He showed off a little bit of everything. He is a three-level scorer. He, he he has a really awesome passing ability, and the second half. High schools slowly chipped away. The they they have five star Keontae George, uh, combo guard in the uh, junior class, and he he really started contributing offensively in that second half. He ended with thirty seven points after only having eight at halftime. So he really blew up in that second half. 
And late in the fourth, Jalen Tyson fouls out in a close game. There was like three minutes left. He fouls out. And it was Louisville's game to win at that point. They had chipped away. They were down almost 20 around that 20 range. They had come back all the way. It was basically written for them to win it, but they could not get it done in regulation. A half-court heave by Keontae George was no good. Cameron Korn for John Paul II, he hit a couple big shots in regulation and an OT that potentially saved the 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 game there for John Paul II. Uh, he, he was pretty big. Uh, but overall, the game kind of came down to a lot of missed opportunities on the end of Louisville. Uh, I got to give a lot of credit, though, to the defense of John Paul II. Their length and their shot-challenging ability made it really tough. Their, their, team, their team defense made it really tough for Louisville to get really clean looks at the basket and to get the looks that they wanted. And they changed a lot of shots. So, although <laughs> not in the last play of the game, uh, that was a, a huge defensive breakdown there. And Cruz Davis is a four-star recruit. He's the other guard on the team for Louisville. And he had a wide open, I mean wide open, no one near him, three in the corner to win the game on the last play of overtime, and it did just it just didn't fall. Can't be upset at that if you're if you're Louisville, you had one of your stars with a wide open shot to win the game and just could not get just wasn't his day. Wasn't his day that, that time. And at the end of the game, Keontae George did not get a lot of touches. Uh, a lot of the um, the dialogue going back and forth from the 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 announcers was you got to give Keontae the ball, you got to get Keontae the ball, and w- which is you know in hindsight you're you're probably right. You should have been touching the ball more, but when you get a wide open look from the corner, you can't be mad at that. You 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 got to say hey the ball just didn't fall, and we got to look at other things we can do better. Uh, next time. But here are some of the takeaways I had from this matchup. Really good game. Competitive all through. All throughout. It, it, Keontae George and, Ta- and Jalen Tyson completely stole the show. And it was all Tyson in the first half and George in the second. And there's a lot to like about their games. You know, Tyson is long, he has great size, he stands at about 6'6", and like I mentioned earlier, he is a true three-level scorer. He's very crafty, I like the pace at which he plays, he is not a super explosive athlete, he's not the quickest, not the fastest, but like I said, he has great size and he's very strong, you can tell. He uses his strength and his size to get to his spots on offense. And when you utilize that really well, it is hard to stop. Think of like a, um, think of like a Ka- more Kawhi Leonard, less Kyrie. So Kyrie, he uses a lot of his handles, his shifty moves to get open shots. Whereas Kawhi, he he is more finesse. He is more. I'm going to work to get to my spots on the court where I like to get a shot off. 
And once I, I get there, it's going to be hard to stop me. So not saying that Tyson is Kawhi Leonard, but he, he, he kind of emulates him in that way where he is trying to get to a certain spot on the court and he's going to use his strength and his size then to pull up over you and to get that shot off. So really like that about him. And they run basically all their offense through him. He handles the ball a lot, but is is more on on the wing. And he, it's it's a really good pickup for Chris Beard and the Red Raiders. His dominant first half really set up his team with a huge lead that ended up just being a little too much for Louisville to come back from. So really like Jalen Tyson. Really like what he brought to the table, and I'm excited to see him with the Red Raiders in the future. Now, Keontae George, it, it's he's worth the hype. You know, he's the, he's the five star guy on the floor, and I really like his game. But let let me start off by saying this: he plays defense, and his on ball defense is super impressive. Like he really plays defense. That's what stuck out to me. He guarded Tyson in the second half in the beginning a bit. And for a while, Tyson only had like two points like midway through the third quarter after killing it in the first half. So he he wasn't letting him getting, get easy buckets like he was getting earlier. Now his offense is super smooth. He gets to the rim with ease. He's got range. And he can shoot from the college and the NBA three very comfortably. Reminds me of Derek White a little uh, for the Spurs. Maybe some D-Lo in him just for how smooth his game is and, and how he really is just uh, more of the finesse type. But the intelli- the intangibles, his leadership, players really rally around him. He's not a super vocal guy, but he has uh, a something about him where you could tell his guys really just rally around him. and But the most impressive thing for me is the defense. Because the offense, you can see easily. You can see he's super talented. You can watch the Ball is Life mixtapes, which are impressive, and can come to the conclusion this guy is a gifted player. But watching a full-length game and, and really just paying attention, his defense is what really made me a fan of him. Now, like I said earlier... He gets more touches at the end of the game. Yeah, you could probably say that they they win. But you have other guys on the court who are three and four stars. And they got good looks, and it just didn't fall your way. And it, it, it's unfortunate like that. But, hey, it was really impressive to see uh, a full game from Keontae George, or I should say a full half, and and just how good he is on defense. Really, that that was really impressed me. That's what stood out, and I think that could take him a long way. It, I think it really can. Now there were a lot of other guys that were super impressive on this game, in this game, as individuals. And uh, let me start off with the Louisville guys. One of the guys who really just caught my eye from the beginning was Matt Reed, the six eight uh, stretch big. Uh, he's a 2023, he's a sophomore, and he's only 15 years old. He's 6'8", he's 15 years old, 
only a sophomore. And I think he could really be something. Like, he can really be something. And schools, if they don't already, in the state of Texas and beyond, need to have an eye out for this big man. He's very mobile for his size. That's one thing that stood out. He's active, he's moving, and he's got great footwork. Did not play too much down the stretch. Not sure if it was matchup purposes or fouls, but but he's a, he's a jack-of-all-trades big man. He can shoot. He can pass. He finishes with both hands. That was really impressive. I was really impressed with Matt Reed and, and being so young. He hit a big three in the second half down the stretch and does, does a good job of just following, finding his guys. And, and like I said, at 15 years old, at that age, really just doing the things that he is, it's really impressive. Really, really impressive. So I'm going to keep my eye out on Matt Reed for the upcoming years. As, like I said, he's only a sophomore. He's very young. Got a long way to go. Another guy from Louisville was uh, Trey Clayton, 6'5", uh, wing, three-star recruit. Uh, he's got um, some low, some mid-majors, some SEC, and uh, this guy is just a super athlete. Uh, a super athlete wing. Um, and that, that was kind of like the theme for <laughs> both games. Uh, e- each team kind of had their their glue guy super athlete on the floor. And Trey Clayton was that for for Louisville. Rebounds the ball extremely well. I'm pretty sure he had a double-double at, you know, at 6'5", playing a guard position. And his athletic ability and strength draws a lot of fouls. And he's relentless on the attack. He's relentless in fast breaks, just running the floor. And they got the guards to push the ball and to find their their guys running the floor. Uh, He had the game-tying bucket in traffic. It's questionable. Could have been a travel. Eh, Maybe, maybe not. But... He made a nice bucket in traffic that uh, tied the game, sent it into OT. Did, did not see much outside game from him. Uh, like I said, mainly in fast breaks is where he's getting it just because he runs the floor so well. And um, their set stuff. Their, their set stuff, it, it is mainly, uh, like I said, catered to get one of their two guards in a good matchup, let them create. And um, with the guards that they have, that more likely they're getting to the rim and trying to get a shot off. So, uh, yeah, didn't see much of him out of a set. Didn't see much him him creating, but um, really re- rebounds relentlessly. And his athleticism, um, along with that rebounding, makes him a variable, del- very excuse me, very valuable D one role player. That's Trey Clayton. Now on the other side. You have Manny Obaseki, and this is a very highly regarded uh, player in in Texas, uh, five-star player, so he's renowned not just in Texas, but in the country. Uh, Texas A&M signee, and you know, he was solid. He was, he was really solid. Wasn't uh, overly impressive. Again, this is only one game, small sample size that I have here. 
Um, but this is, like I said, honestly, this is my first game watching him. So it was clearly the Jalen Tyson show. But when Tyson fouled out, uh, Obaseki really, you know, held things down, kept their lead, uh, and had some really big buckets down the stretch, just getting to the rim. And um, you could tell he's talented finishing around the rim, and that's really where he likes to get going. So I, I was impressed with his driving ability, but um, it, it, it wasn't, he wasn't overly, like, five-star impressive. Again, this is one game that I watched, so I'm sure if I pulled up his highlights, I could see a bunch of games of him killing it. So that was for Manny Obaseki. Uh, Cameron Cameron Corn though I mentioned him earlier, six uh, nine stretch big. He hit some huge shots in regulation. He hit a three that when high school was or, or Louisville was making a run, he hit a big three, and in overtime. They were making a run. He hit a big three. So Cameron Corn, that that big man, I'm um, just you know keep that 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 was really you know the only time I was kind of like oh man like this guy's hitting big shots. So keep your eye out on him, Cameron Corn, the stretch big, and um, you know that that was really you know my takeaways from from that first game, you know, really impressive guys out on the floor. It's really good to see some Texas basketball, some Texas talent being in California. You know, not too many games available to watch, so it was good to see that and seeing what kind of talent is going on in uh in Texas. But the next matchup, uh Yipsy Prep versus Air NATO. Uh Air NATO being the 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 club team of uh, composed of Coronado High School in Henderson, Nevada, and Yipsy Prep, being the 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 team from from Michigan, the the prep school for Imani Bates and and you know many other really good players, and it, it was very impressive to say the least what what was going on the floor, but. Let me just start off by saying this. Frankie Collins is really freaking good. Frankie Collins was the best player on the floor in that game. He just was absolutely phenomenal. Now, some backstory on this. Sierra Canyon was supposed to play in this game, or CBC, I believe is their, is their club name. And they backed out last minute. So, Arenado filled that spot. And then earlier in the week, we find out that top five player in the country, their four-year starter and superstar, Jaden Hardy, announces that he is done for the year. You know, Nevada canceled the high school season. And so he, he decides that he's done as well. He's just, you know, I can't really blame him. He's got to prepare for college or, you know, G League, overseas, like whatever route he decides to take, he's got to prepare for that. He feels like this is the best decision for him is just to sit out and prepare. Totally respect it. think he's going to be fine regardless. So they got a matchup with, with Yipsy Prep, Imani Bates and, and company, and... You know, number one prospect in the country, 
uh, regardless of class. And I'm not the only person saying this, but Frankie Collins was the best player on the court last night, period. And I loved what uh, Clint Parks tweeted. Shout out to Clint Parks. He's a jump shot away from setting himself apart. And I think that is so true. Frankie Collins is so good in every other aspect of his game. His jump shot is very questionable. I think he took four threes. I think he was 0 for 4 and, you know, doesn't have much of a mid-range. But, but man, he has a deadly floater. Man, his handles, his pace, his decision-making, his leadership. He put the team on his back. He absolutely put the team on his back and he said, let's get this game at all costs. And that was apparent last night. He put on a show. And now, he's not some unknown. He's not some two-star guy. He's committed to Michigan. Okay, he's going to go play for Jawan Howard. And I'm sure Jawan and their coaching staff see all the same things that that, that we saw last, that in that, that Saturday game. Is that he has the leadership. He has the intelligence at that point guard position. Like seriously, it was just like light light years away as a player. They're, they know he's not going to you know, light him up for three. So they're even playing off of him. And he's still finding ways to get into the key. Draw guys. And then, like I said, that floater's deadly. So if you're not showing on that as a big, he, he's going to hit it. But then when you do, he's just he's finding guys. They got they do a great job. Their guards, their wings of really just filling in um, on those windows and those gaps to for Frankie to find them. Now, like I said, needs to improve his jump shot. And for now, the float game is it. But, man, he, he is just so impressive at that point guard position. Jawan Howard is getting a winner. That's for sure. He put on a show last night. And, and man, he's a sneaky athlete. Not the biggest guy on the floor. Maybe around six foot, six one. But, man, he gets up. He gets up quick. He put a couple dunks down that were just like, whoa. He's got some hang time, too. Now, um, Yipsy came out with the win. Not sure if I, I said that already. An overtime win, and uh, but it wasn't Imani's night. You know, Imani had an off night. Now, Aaron Nato had a great defensive game plan. Shout out to Coach Kaufman. They were changing up defense, going from man to zone uh, to keep Yipsy on their toes. Um, and when they did go man, Alpha Chibambe did a phenomenal job forcing them into help defense and traps. But um, what what Imani did do well is is make the smart plays. He recognized the mismatch. He didn't force too much, and they came out with a W. And I, I'm not counting him off just because he didn't score thirty. I know I've been a little bit critical of the the Imani Bates hype, and I haven't exactly you know bought into it, but. That's just because I don't like how every skinny guy is compared to Kevin Durant. And uh, I want Imani to be able to prosper on his own and 
and become the best Imani Bates he can be, not the next Kevin Durant, but that's neither here or there. He didn't have a great offensive night, but he, he did what he needed to do to get the win. And I think that's important. And also, you had the chance for a lot of other guys around him, and they have a really good squad. Yipsy has a very good squad around them, and the other guys on national TV had a chance to show what they can do. And man, did they. Let's start off with Sean Phillips. 6'10", 2022. He had 26-19. He's been coming off the bench. And he had 26-19. and 19. And every time he caught the ball, he was trying to tear the rim off. Now, he took advantage of his size, his matchup, and, and he dominated. And I think that's what cost Arenado the game, in that opinion. Their, in my opinion, is their ability just, they didn't have an answer for the, for the big fella. You know, he's a traditional center, plays plays inside, plays on the block. Not the most mobile, but mobile enough. And they were finding him. <laughs> they were finding him, and he was eating. He had uh, Osiris Grady guarding him most of the night, and Osiris in his thin frame, and uh, about, you know, three inches shorter. Then Phillips uh, just could not keep up with the physicality. And so Phillips had himself a great night on national TV. And, you know, the, the traditional center, although it's lost some value, I think it still has, you know, a guy like, like Phillips who could come in on on a night like this and, and really just expose Mitch the mismatch. That has value on a D1 roster for sure. For sure. And you know what else that, that Yipsy had? The other things they had was just really good role players that stepped up. Javon Hanna, 6'4", 2022, another junior. 17 points and 9 boards. And it, it was kind of quiet too. I didn't realize that he had that much until late in the fourth quarter. Because he's just an impact role guy. They needed that with Imani having an off night. I mean, he's at his best and he's driving and playmaking, but Hannah could really hit the outside shot as well. I don't think that was really shown, but uh, uh, he was shooting with confidence. And just, you know, having the... having the will to go and get those rebounds, go and get those nine boards. It's another difference maker. Now for uh, Arenado, Alpha Chimbombe, kind of his coming out party. He played at Jay Sarah last year. He's one of a few SoCal guys on this, uh, on this team, on this Arenado team. They have Chris Bunch, uh, played at Fremont. Or excuse me, not Chris Bunch, Chris Page. Excuse me, and uh, and Jazz Gardner. That's uh, Jelani Gardner's son. Jazz Gardner was a freshman at Los Altos last year, and uh, now he's over at uh, for Air NATO, playing with them. 
and uh, he's only a sophomore. Jazz got some time here and there, just uh, just you know, young still. And Sean Phillips was putting on a show, so it was hard for for Jazz to keep up. But back to Chimbombe. He he came into this game. He has some offers from Cal Poly, from Pepperdine, LMU, Wazoo. He has a Pac-12 offer. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I just saw this yesterday, but I think this game got him an Oregon State offer. No, he's very athletic. Super athletic. They ran a number of lob plays for him. And he had some put-back dunks that shook the place. But his value was in his defense. He was... On Imani for a good amount of possessions when they would go man. And he made Imani very uncomfortable. His physicality, he was able to force Imani into the help defense, not let Imani just go wherever he wants. He's got good size. He's at 6'5". He's strong. And so he was going against the number one player in the country. Number one prospect. Guy who a lot of people are saying if he went in the NBA draft this year, he would have gone top five. And Chibambe looked great against him. Great defense. So really just like the guys from, from these last piece, these two games. There were there were there were guys who stood out who were playing great defense. Like I said, Keontae George is playing great defense. Chimbambe, great defense against the number one prospect in the country. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do in the future. Uh another guy for uh Ernato, uh Angelo Kambala, who I just kinda wanna speak on. Uh the twenty twenty three he's five eight, undersized. And he he was really thrown into the fire. No Jaden Hardy. And he stepped up to the challenge. It wasn't his best shooting day. And the length of Yipsy was, was an issue. You know, being a, as small as he is. And but but he looked confident out there. He wasn't rattled and he was super reliable. He hit some shots down the stretch. He, he had some turnovers early on, but he bounced back in the second half, was reliable, was playing good defense, did not lose the ball in the second half, and like I said, he was hitting shots. So uh, I like what I saw from from Angelo Kambala and the, the size of him. You know, if he can really just get a good shot that's consistent, um, next time he goes on, uh, against a big-time program like this, keep building his confidence. I think this was a great game for that. He he had a bad turnover at the end, uh, a travel violation that, that was bad. But it's like stuff like this is good at as a sophomore, thrown into the fire, national TV, to make these mistakes so that the next time you're not. So I like what I saw from him. And I, I think he, he's going to continue to improve. Now, this was overall just a great event in Fort Worth. Danny Green and his team, they, they had a really competitive game. They gave high school fans like myself to see some Texas talent and also some national talent. And with the absence of Bronny and Sierra Canyon 
and Jaden Hardy, it, it really gave a chance for the other guys to get some love. And Frankie Collins was really just at the center of that. Really like what I saw and looking forward to watching some more high school hoops coming up this year. Thank you for tuning in to episode 10 of Believe in High School Basketball. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to be notified whenever an episode drops. Leave a review as well. I love feedback, and I want to know what you guys think of the show. You can also get updates on what's next for my show by following me on social, at Bryce Broadcasts on Twitter and Instagram. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.